The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. What is up? What is good? How you living? How you doing? How you feeling? It is the L-E-F-K-O-E, man with the I-N-G-B-E-R, man. Whoa. Whoa. You got six letters in your last name, too? How you doing, David? <laughs> Uh, growing up, everyone thought it was Ingberg. They always would put an extra G on it. Uh, no, just Ingberg. I N G B E R. It's a, it's a, it's a not really common last name, but it's as easy to pronounce as they come. In 1997, how many times did you hear the phrase Ingberg straight ahead? No, I don't think I know that one. When the Titanic dropped, people weren't saying Ingberg straight ahead instead of iceberg. That wasn't a thing. No, I didn't even catch that Ingberg iceberg connection just now. Well, congratulations. That's my new favorite <laughs> phrase. Ingberg, straight ahead. Uh, David, would you like to sum up what the last 30 minutes before this pod was? was yeah, it, just- it was Lefko nerding the F out about everything that's in podcasting right now related to the world of sports cards and sports memorabilia and alternative Top asset shot. classes, which we, we definitely dipped our toe into during the uh the the covid spike of 2020 when we didn't have live sports to talk about there was just a lot of sports card content and collecting content i I really think people are people are saying that uh covid was a major driver for why the hobby is so popular right now that a lot of people were home they didn't have live sports to watch and they were looking for interesting ways of consuming sports content and the sports card market just absolutely took off like a rocket ship and now it's diversifying into a dozen different fields within sports card, uh, sports card world. And it's just, it's huge and people, there's an appetite for it. Every sports podcast that I listen to, which is a ton of them, they at least mention sports cards or at Mm. least they, they bring it up or they talk about the future of it. Uh, it, it doesn't seem to be going anywhere. I, I have appreciated talking about it with you. Uh, because I think it is important when you believe in something to garner ideas that differ from your own. The thing that has always scared me in life is being in rooms with everyone that agrees with me because sure, could we be going a hundred miles an hour in the right direction? Absolutely. But we might not be. And so I've always appreciated that. I I just started this new book uh, that I highly recommend to everybody. Ingber knows how much I loved originals by Adam Grant. He just has another one now called Think Again, and it's by Adam Grant. And it's 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 about that. And he has in the early chapters talking about fanhood and how it the, the most dangerous place is people that are slightly knowledgeable and they think they actually know what the team should be doing more than the coach. And so I, I'm probably going to reach out to him to try and get him on because he clearly understands humans. But it's been a few months since I've asked you in the beginning, you were like, I, I don't know about this. Then your next sentiment was, I don't have a lot of time to allocate to this, but I get it. I I'm curious where, where your mindset is now to the alternative assets that revolve around the world of sports, because I agree with you. Every show I listen to it's being mentioned on all platforms. Mm-hmm. 
Well, first off, the thing that you mentioned, I believe, is called the Dunning-Kruger effect, which exactly. is when someone gets 10% of knowledge about something, they assume that they know 100%, whereas the people that actually do know close to 100%, they have very low confidence about it because they know how much there is to know out there. Right. So it's just the... Uh, it's called the confident idiot uh, effect is, is a way. That and that's always it. my fear because look, when I probably back in April, I was a hundred percent experiencing that, you know, like, and to say that yeah. I wasn't is actually emphasizing that I was, but anyway, it's a big problem because you read one article, you read one book and you're like, I get it. Now I can opine about this. When in fact, if you actually deep dive and you read a hundred articles, you go, Oh my God, there isn't endless abyss of information that I could take in on this. I actually don't know anything. And it requires a whole lot of research to get to that point. Um, as I mentioned, for I, I think my, my original supposition holds that I don't have the bandwidth in my life to take this on as something that is a very competitive world uh, that requires a lot of research, a lot of work, a lot of uh, good timing, and looking at numbers and eBay charts. And uh, it, it's just something that I don't have the, the time or, or the or the resources to do personally. But yes. I completely get that people are into it. And I, I see that it's not going anywhere. And I see that some people are making a ton of money off of it, which presumably means that a lot of people are losing a lot of money off of it. That's a part that's not really talked about as much. The market has been going pretty much straight up there. It, it's tough because it's not a zero sum game. Just because there's money going into LeBron doesn't mean that money is coming out of somewhere else, but there are definite flows. Um, this is a brief one. We're not going to do a whole topic on it right now. But what we've seen in the last month as we record this in February is that a lot more money has been going into the Jordans, the Kobe's, the LeBron's. And the modern game has actually dipped a little bit. The Trey Young's, the Lucas, the Zion's, they have actually fallen. And so there's more confidence going in. And so I guess the people that would be losing are the ones that are buying at peak. The ones that are buying when it hits that peak. I have had cards that have I've bought at peak and they have fallen. I have gotten cards that I've bought in very low and they've risen. So I totally get that. Know that I've talked to a bunch of people in the industry where there are things being created where what if I told you instead of knowing all the subsets that you need to get to get the right Luca, you could buy Luca, an ETF of the entire Luca market. So we're, we're getting to an interesting point. We are loosely talking about this because I have been overcome with energy this morning. I'm seeing this stuff everywhere. And what I am saying is that if you want to be the real voice of the hobby and everything going around it, that's how much time you have. Because I He's believe that a, it's time. a sand timer right now. <laughs> oh, yeah. I always assume we're just on video. For the audio people, we is holding a sand timer. Because it's about time that the Left Go Show takes it over. And I'm just realizing that I have had the 33% supporting us for years. Years. And if there's any group that should have an advantage to profit off of this emerging asset class. It is them. And so I'm not going to tell you to share this. I'm not going to tell you to let people know. Let's keep it our secret, but we're going to dominate it. So don't share this. Don't let your friends know because the more people you tell, the more people that are going to get a piece of this. And we don't want that. Just the 33%. I don't want 34%. I don't want 40%. I'm not interested in 80%, 33%. Just know that it's coming. 
Now, to quell that energy and to bring it to a smoother place, what about Emmett Smith drinking tequila for 25 minutes? The best. When I tell you that it got saucy, let's just know at one point he said, you know who I'd like to have a drink with? John F. Kennedy Jr. What question would you ask him? I asked him and he responded, who shot you? That and much, much more in this conversation with Emmett Smith. Enjoy. Uh, we're starting this Emmett Smith. Uh, I'm going to pour myself a little bit of Eridora. Uh, It is Eridora Ultra. I just took a shot with my fiance outside. Uh, Emmett, I don't know if you remember last year, we did about three together. Uh, so are you sipping right now? Sipping on some scissor. On yes, some I scissor. am. <laughs> All right, I'm going to pour some. Cheers. Cheers, Cheers, bro. Great to see you again. Yearly tradition. Likewise. Oh. See, the one thing you don't have is the rock. Is the ice cube that has the 22 on it. Let me see that. Is there a way I can see it? Oh, I, I've been, it's melted away, but it's it was sitting in there. Man, I'll tell you what, this this sponsorship with Eridora has to be one of the favorites that you've ever done. Because you always have a smile on it your is. face. It is awesome. How, how can you not have a smile on your fr- face when it's Friday? You're sipping on some tequila. Yep. You're celebrating the weekend because the Super Bowl is on Sunday. How can you not have a smile on your face? I'm, I'm pouring another one. Take Cheers. your time. Don't rush nah, it. come on. If we're going to be talking for 25, 30 minutes, take your time because you're going to be back at it again within the next five minutes. All right, minutes. so I, let's get the plug in because they've been so kind. Eridora Ultra, what do I need to know about this? Well, what you need to know is I've been working with Brown Foreman and Heather Dorf for about 10 years now. I started the relationship back in 2010, doing Super Bowl 45 right here in Dallas, Texas. Oof. And so over the 10-year time frame, uh, the relationship has grown. Obviously, we have the Heather Dorf Silver here, which a lot of – Classic. Um, that's a classic. We have the Reposado. We have the Double Barrel Reposado. We have the Inejos. We have the legend, the newest one that's out, which is the legend. Legend. We have Selection Suprema, um, and 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 the, and it continues to grow. And so, this Sunday, obviously Super Bowl Sunday, Super Bowl weekend, I'm gonna be celebrating the whole entire weekend with this Hedadora, and, and and my drink is ultra, and I love it with the ice. Too bad you don't have the ice with the 22 on it. I do. So I'm gonna just enjoy myself come Sunday and. Watch the games while my friends are enjoying margaritas and and uh, other things as well. So it's all I want to take people behind the scenes of the business side of this. I actually wasn't planning to do this, but was there a moment like ten years ago where you were like, "I love tequila and I would love to partner with a tequila company," and it happened? Like, was this something like a business guy thought of? How did this happen? No, it it actually happened like that. To be honest with, you. let me show you this real quickly. Oh, that's sick. Yeah, twenty two. You see it? It's amazing that yeah. you have a number that you go, that's me. 22 is me. Is you know me. what I mean? Like, I don't have a I'm gonna own that yeah, number. That's sick. I'm going to own that number. That's going to be my number. <laughs> you have a number, bro. No, but, 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 no, but you're absolutely right. I was, doing, I was doing Dancing with the Stars, and I was sitting at the bar, and I was ordering, I believe at the time it may have been Don Julio, and they didn't have it. Mm. And I would just get into the tequila business. I'm sorry I had to just, this is the real story. Yeah, 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 yeah. Story. No offense to Don Julio. Listen, no, listen. I, but I was with I was other women before my wife. I'm not going to tell her. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm chilling, right? 
And they did not have it, have Don Julio at the time. And the lady said, have you tried Edanura? I said, no, I haven't. So she poured me a little glass. I started sipping on it. I called my buddy Tom George, who worked at Octagon and worked with me. And I told him what, what kind of tequila I was drinking. Because he and I, when we traveled on the road together doing, doing gigs and, and, and things, we would sit down, we'd have us some tequila. Yeah. So he was my tequila guy. So I told him what I was drinking. And I told him what I liked it. Before you know it, this call it six months, seven months, almost a year later, he calls me and say, listen, I got something wow. for you. I said, what's that? I got an opportunity for you to work with Brown Foreman and head door to the tequila. I was like, really? <laughs> He's like, yeah. I'm like, let's go. That's amazing. And so, and that began the relationship. And so uh, we started a relationship. I started taking uh, some photos because Super Bowl uh, 45 was coming up and we was hosting it right here in Dallas. Wow. The door took the time uh, for the photos and they did a photo op. And you like the way else. they we worked. I could it. tell you respect the way they work. I respect the way that they work because they launched billboards around, had me up there with my drink. <laughs> And drinking responsibly, looking good and everything else. They even had me on one of the tallest buildings with a big old banner wow. with my picture on it and everything. All billboards all around. So that. even you who's, and, who's uh, done commercials and, and you've been everywhere, there's something about seeing your face on a billboard. It's still got to hit you crazy. Hey, hey, I loved it. And, you know, and, it's, and the relationship has just grown since that time. That's awesome. And now I'm working with Christina. Christina making it all happen for me. That's what so I heard. Thank you, love. Uh, Brown Foreman, I believe. That's how come you have your bottle right now. Oh, uh, believe me. It got delivered to my door. My fiance answered it. And she was like, Adam, some woman named Christina sent you tequila. I had to explain to her that Christina was uh, somebody hooking up an interview. So to Christina, giving me a little stress this morning. Thank you. Uh I love that. How many, um, it, it's, I'm fascinated at the whole thing because growing up, I'd be like, man, if I could ever link with Oreo or Dorito, like something that I want. But then as you get older, you're like, tequila would be a really fun thing to have because you can bring it to a party and everyone gets excited. Right, right. It, it does. I mean, it, it is one of those things because the first time I went down to a Montetan and picked out a barrel, uh, and, you know, a barrel produces almost 450 bottles of tequila. Wow. So I had that barrel brought back to the United States. So I had cases of tequila wow. in, my, in, my, in my garage. So I had to do things to get rid of it and ship, ship, it, ship it out to people and give it all away because it was just too much. I couldn't drink all of that and didn't want to drink it all. But it, it's a great parting gift. Oh, yeah. It really and then is. every time and, they drink uh, it, they're I thinking about you. Of it. I introduced a lot of people to tequila because when you think about some of the history of tequila here in America, it goes back to Ooh, look at him dropping way back. Knowledge. I mean, back where you was drinking that stuff that just wasn't no good. Yes. That, you know, I mean, no disrespect, but it just wasn't good. I mean, most people entree into tequila in the United States was Jose Puerto. Yes. And and having a worm in the damn bottle. Who wants to drink a damn worm? Nobody wants to drink a damn worm. So not even me. I mean, how nasty is that shit? Excuse me. No, please. I agree. <laughs> but think about it. <laughs> and so going through that process, I'm like, mm, mm. So when I tried tequila and I got a whiff of it, 
I'm like, this is good. Mm. This works. And so through that whole entire process, I graduated to a whole nother level. All right, I have an idea. And now it's about educating others about the level that they truly should be on and drinking something that's not as harsh. Sure. Unrefined. Because I know the process they make and they go through to make this. I know the fermentation process. I know the quality of yeah. this. I did not know the quality of that. You're a Hall of Fame and player. That You're a Hall of Fame player. That's a Hall of Fame tequila. Here's what I think we need to do. Sorry. We need to talk to Christina Octagon. I have a pitch. You've heard of comedians and cars getting coffee. We have seen these different shows. It is time for Tequila Talks with Emmett Smith. Where tequila sits, that you see the way you looked up and say, "Hey, hey you because you're Emmett, you can get anybody." You sit there. You got an episode with Michael Irvin. You got an episode with Troy. You got an episode with like I don't know, Alvin Kamara, LeBron James, LeBron James. or Maverick. It's tequila talk with Emmett Smith. I'm down for that. Okay, program. all right, I'll help you pitch it. I just want like a small sliver. Just a small sliver. All right. All right. We, we, we'll figure out what we can do. I don't know. It, it will be very, very small. If you could, yeah, of course. If you could <laughs> uh, share a glass of tequila with any of your former teammates, who is somebody that you would love to kick back with right now? Share a glass and just catch up. Every last one. All of them. Every last one of them. I would love to for all of us to sit around, turn the cameras on, sit back in a studio, mm-hmm. Just sit back and talk and just sip on tequila and just tell nothing but stories from the Who night. would have the funniest stories? The f- most funniest stories? That, <laughs> that could be Nate Newton. Mm. But the most interesting stories yeah. might be my boy Michael Irvin. Man, he has lived. He has lived. We all have lived. <laughs> We all have lived life vicariously through others. Yes, 100%. 100%. <laughs> what about, what about non, non-football players? Who is somebody that you've never met that you'd love to share a glass of tequila with and just catch up and get to meet? Someone I've, I've never met that I would love to share a glass of tequila with. Eridora. That That is a very interesting question. Because you've met a lot of last people. Year, last year at the Super Bowl... Uh, I met David Beckham. You know what? Christian Ronaldo, I've never met him. Interesting. I never met Hussein Bolt. Um, who else? What about non-athletes? Non-athletes? Um, I met Muhammad Ali. Ooh. Yes, I've met Muhammad Ali many. Like, times. if you were sitting there, I met the greatest. I met the greatest goat of all. Uh, let's goats. talk about that. What was it like? How old were you when you met Ali? Uh, I was, I was actually in my twenties. So he was still like, yeah, yeah. I met him at an autograph signing one time out in L.A. out, out in California. And did you were, were you did you turn into like a little kid? Did you like become a fan? Yeah, yeah. man. And then when I lived in Arizona, I used to go to Fight Night, which is hosted by Muhammad Ali. Mm-hmm. And I used to go there every, every, every year when I was in Arizona. And so uh, I met him in his latter years, got a chance to take photos. He, he knew who I was. He recognized me. I met Tyson. I met uh, a lot of players. I mean, a lot of boxers out of Holyfield. I mean, all yeah. of them. Ali was special, though. Ali. Ali was 
very special. I met Nelson Mandela wow. as well. So, uh, you know, it would be, if you could sit down, if I could sit down at a table and sip tequila with some of the most infamous people in the world, Nelson Mandela would be at the table. Muhammad Ali would be at the table. Malcolm X would be at the mm. table. Uh, Martin Luther King would be at the mm. table. Rosie Parks would be at the table. Harriet Tubman would be wow, at the table. Wow, you're, you're just doing like the, the goats, the real goats. Because you know what? I want to know their world. I want to know, I want to get their real insight. I want to know truly their story. Not some story that somebody made up or somebody done done concocted. I mean, I want to hear from the goats of goats. or the story that I would like to have John Kennedy sitting at the table. John F. Kennedy. John F. Kennedy sitting at the table. Man. I mean, what would you ask? What would you ask John F. Kennedy Jr.? Man, I would ask him, "Who in the hell shot <laughs> you, dude?" <laughs> And he and why would they want to even take you out like man, that? I wonder if he has the answer. That would be wild if he do that. I mean, I mean, he had to know somebody was after him some kind of way. And I mean, I, I, I don't know, but I would just want to know his. I would, would, would love to gain his insight in terms of some of the decisions that he was mm. making and why he was making those decisions. Mm. I actually read about him recently. And so the big thing, and I wasn't alive for this, the Cuban Missile Crisis, in which it felt like America was going to be under attack with like nuclear war. And what he would do is he would just walk around this garden and he would just try and clear his mind because he had so many people telling him what to do that he had to get away. And, and right. to try and find that stillness to have any coherent thought. Um, I just... And you know what? I can respect that. Because when you're in a position of influence like he was, and like many other people might be, you have all kinds of voices trying to tell you who to be, what to be, how to do it, and mm. everything else. And you never know the intentions of those voices. Mm. You never know what, where they're coming from and why they're saying the things that they're saying. They can be saying it for personal reasons. They could be saying it for political reasons. Mm. They could be saying in spite of whatever. They could be trying to mislead you. So to be able to get off to someplace quiet, and that's what Tom Brady and, and Patrick Mahomes probably will be doing over the next two mm. days because so much is going on around this game. And there's peace in the stillness and the quietness mm. and, and in the place of being alone. It's the quietest that I can understand exactly how he messed the fail. Cause there's, that's the moment when you realize that you are on an Island by yourself mm. and it's only you and it's only you and the decision that you're going to make, whether or not it's influenced by someone else, there is no one else going to be responsible for it. But you, the most peaceful place during a tornado is in the eye of it, right in the middle, in the eye of the storm. Yes, sir. And so, I'm sure that you've heard your whole life, what's it like running out there on a field and you got 70,000 people, but like you're in the eye of the storm. Like you're not thinking about that shit. You're not thinking about the nachos and the tequila and the beer. You're like, I got to get this block. I got to make that run. Like it's, 
it was it calm was it peaceful in the middle of everything you know here's the thing it is peaceful but that's not my challenge my challenge is the people that think they know about this eye of the storm that sitting on the outside talking about the eye of the storm because they've never been in the eye of the storm. That's my challenge. But my challenge is to hear this armchair quarterback that's sitting around that has never been under the pressure or under the gun like these athletes are or these leaders. If you don't are, say names, it doesn't count. Who, who are the armchair quarterbacks? Let's let's talk about it. Who are they? Who are the ones that piss you off? Media personality, yeah, which, but which ones? Because they sit back and they observe, they not, they watch. Colin Cowherd. They, they, they go behind the scenes and try to get facts that they call facts. Just try to make themselves look a little bit more intelligent yeah. uh, about the subject that they're talking yeah. about, and you know they draw, they, they drawing conclusions mm. from places that may not be relevant to the subject, mm. or a person that may not be. Close enough. They always saying my source. Mm. They hide behind these damn fictitious sources. Have you ever been a source? I it mean, sounds kind of fun to be a source. Well, it sounds kind of fun to be a source, but the source could be this 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 mirror right here in front of me, and <laughs> and anybody you can get a source from anywhere. Uh, how how often do people ask you about Dak and the contract? Is it like every time they see you at this point? No, not every time that, that I'm seen, but during these interviews this yeah. week, it's been, that's been a lot of the conversation. And rightfully so, uh, because they're trying to figure out from my perspective and others' perspective, these are all just our own thoughts. But as a former player who's been in situations similar, I always ask myself the question, and this is what people should be asking of some of these folks who are making these negotiation decisions. Why would you want him to be committed to you if you're not committed to him? Mm. And he's looking for your commitment to him. He is proven to be the quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys. But are you unsure mm. by you delaying this process says to me, that you are unsure about the future of Dak Prescott as a Dallas Cowboy. Because, boy, did he look good in the and, beginning of last season. He was and rushing. Good. Leading the NFL in passing yards. So it's not like he does not have the skill set to lead the Cowboys to the Super Bowl. So it's not him. The question is, what is your hesitation? Mm. What are you looking Because Jerry ain't cheap. You're not going to find – you're not going to find some guy that's been drafted. Joe Barrows is gone. There aren't many more Joe Barrows in college football right now. I mean, you could talk about Trevor Lawrence. You could talk about uh, Justin Fields. Very talented individuals. I'm looking for the Joe Barrows kind that knows how to manipulate a defense mm. even at the collegiate mm. level. Trevor Lawrence is mm. there. Justin Fields is not far mm. from there. He's, he's get, getting there, getting there even better. But Trevor Lawrence – shows manipulation over the field. Yeah. Joe Barrows did that and did it very well. That's why LSU was so good when they won a national championship. And that's why he was having a pretty decent yeah. year, even at the uh, professional with, level before he With no offensive line, with everything a mess. That's And exactly. it's so hard to explain to people why football players are great sometimes. And I, we're going to wrap up soon. I know this is going a little bit long, but like, that's why, that's why when I hear even the Hall of Famers talk about Mahomes, they saw it right away. 
you either you yes. either have that sixth sense when you know a guy is to your left and and you can adjust and you can move a little bit in the pocket and create time or pump fake. You either have that or you don't. And I think throwing angles and all that kind of stuff. So what Hall of Famers look look at, we look at football players. What other folks look at, they look at yes. stats. You're right. Because like that. I love Jalen Hurts. I think Jalen Hurts is great. And I got people like, he only threw for 68 yards. And I was like, did you watch the game or did you pick up the internet and then look up his stats? Because what I see is great. Yeah. Yes. What you see has the potential to be great. Yes. Do you see that in Jalen Hurts? I know that's. And what you look for, and what you look for is the growth in that, the maturity in that. And that's what you look for with a Patrick Mahomes is the growth and the maturity in that. And so watching him, he's dictating to the defense very early. So is Joe Barrett. Yeah. So to, 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 to put the pieces of the puzzle around Joe Barrett yeah. and other players like Patrick Mahomes, then the true talent really I'll shines. give you something because I've been drinking the Aradora. I talk to Mahomes a lot. And some people watch The Last Dance and they go, man, Michael was crazy. That dude watches the last dance and goes, this is the first person that's saying what I think in my head. And that's, yes. that's crazy because that's where his brain is. When, you, when right. you are okay with being great, you don't worry about how it's going to come off. You just achieve. And that's the difference. Productivity. Cheers, bro. Great talking to you. Emmett Smith, Eridor. Anything else you want to get out before we finish this up? Man, just have a blessed weekend Thank and you. drink responsibly. Man, we always have a good talk. I feel like we've been vibing. <laughs> we are vibing. <laughs> have a great one, man. Thanks again, dude. You Thanks too, to bro. everyone there Peace for uh, setting this up. Really appreciate it. Emmett, never change, ever. And if you end up having, what was the name of the show that I pitched him? We're recording this after the fact, so we forget. What was the name of the, the segment idea that we pitched him? Tequila Talks? Uh, yeah, it was like uh, instead of comedians in cars getting coffee, it was sort of like tequila with Emmett <laughs> chatting about Talk, yeah. talking with tequila. Um, you know, it it my one day we will relive the story arc of my relationship with Emmett from cursing me out in Minneapolis to slamming him back in Miami to now virtually getting it after getting after it while I'm in Atlanta, Aradora. Thank you so much. You have been fueling some of my relaxing evenings here in Atlanta. Uh, Atlanta, uh, Emmett Smith, you are the man. We have one more interview from Super Bowl that we will get to. Uh, but after that, you heard our little speech in the beginning. Really, it was my rant. Um, it, we're gonna be, the, the podcast is going to be adopting a, adapting a lot, and it's not only going to be that. Uh, do not think that we're getting away from our core. We are getting ready to start in the beginning of March weekly shows with Connor Rogers, and we are in the process right now of figuring out how we can simulcast it on this podcast, but also live. This will hopefully be a chance for the 33% to interact with us live for really the first time in a very long time. Uh, it will be on the Bleacher Report app, but we're going to find a way to release it later. And if you're 33%, maybe we, we do a little emoji where you drop the numbers 33 dash and then your comments so I know it's you. 
Uh, that's always, it'll be our little secret, uh, but that's coming up a little bit of NBA. I mean, we're around the corner from college basketball. I need to be informed. You need to be informed, uh, but that's it. Emmett Smith. Thank you again for David Ingber. I have a pitch for you, Lefko, for your next TNT mm. show. If you want to get yeah. your, your inner Stuart Scott or Kenny Main going, this is a line that you could drop for a, a guy that comes off the bench. You say, this guy's being used less than the .5X button on the podcast. <laughs> what do you mean, <laughs> I just want to see you drop that on TNT and then the look that Shaq and D. Wade would give you. Oh, they have, yeah, they all have no idea what the hell I'm talking about at all. There are moments where they look at me and they're like, what do you like? Is that from social media? And I was like, yeah. And they're like, oh, yeah, it's probably 0.5 X. Wow, I never thought about it. Wow, it is really useless. In fact, I've never heard anyone. Yeah. Okay. That's good. You know, when All I right. used it, I was listening to, I was, I was really got into learning Spanish uh, during the start of quarantine, relearning Spanish from high school. And I was listening to a podcast in Spanish at 0.5 X speed. That's the only time I can remember really using it. Hola, David. I'm the L-E-F-K-O-E. Man, holler, holler at me. Hit me up at Lefko Cards on IG. Let's get this thing going. Time's ticking. Better make your shit. See ya.